Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. That's Joe Ostrowski. I'm Barry Rosner, and this hour is brought to you by Lexus of Arlington. When searching for a new Lexus, search for Lexus of Arlington.com. You know what that music means? It means it's time to go out to the SCORE hotline where we're joined by SCORE baseball insider Bruce Levine. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. You can follow him on Twitter at MLB. Bruce Levine. Okay, Bruce, how'd you like Carlos Rodon's first start back in the majors yesterday? It was good. Uh, I mean, you got five quality innings out of him, and he probably should have been in that game to win it uh, because of the fact that uh, the defense certainly was not there behind him. It was a difficult experience for him coming back the first time. Three errors made behind him, and certainly the one that really cost him before the Martinez home run. Uh, that was impactful, but uh, all signs are go. He hasn't had a glitch, you know, all his rehab starts in the minor leagues now, and, and this can be, you know, the, the jumping-off point for that rotation. It can continue to have outstanding starts. I mean, they have had nothing but good starts other than the one that uh, Shields had the other day. All the young guys have been pitching very well the last uh, – Kobe twice – uh, certainly Lopez and Giolito the last time out, and now Rodon coming back and Kopech down the line. You know, I, I think you can look for certainly more respect, re- respectable starting pitching from the White Sox in the second half. And then we have Friday night, too. Dylan Covey kind of outduels Chris Sale. <laughs> At least you could, that's, yeah. that'll be the headline, even though it's ridiculous. Whenever Kopech does come up, not so much about the timeline. He's been walking hitters of late, so they're going to see how he rebounds from those struggles, even though he had a 10K performance last time out. Um, when he does come up, who's next in line to be removed from that rotation? Well, I, I would say Shields via trade. I mean, if they can find, uh, you know, if he can get the consistency back that he had before this last start, which wasn't good. I mean, he had uh, eight straight quality starts in a row, six games in a row before this last start where they scored only one run or less, meaning none for him. So he has been very proficient. He has been very good. And reinventing himself as more of a breaking ball pitcher, it's not real sexy to teams, but when they start looking around for veteran pitchers, when their guys start falling down or when they're looking to uh, get quality starts going July, August, September, James Shields, Will look better to a lot of teams than they than they do right now in June. I mean, it's it's a fact. Look, you look at the 
contending teams and you see Kershaw and you see Otani and you see people like that falling by the wayside and, uh, you know, Tommy John surgeries awaiting people, uh, guys like uh, Darvish who are, are out with a uh, sore triceps and all of a sudden they're going to miss four or five weeks, you know, uh, because of A, getting them back to going to starting again and B, protecting them against permanent injuries. Those are the things that make a shield much more attractive to teams. He, again, not a sexy guy, but a guy that can go out there and give you a professional start and uh, keep your team going uh, during a pennant rush. Bruce, we talk a lot about Tim Anderson and whether he's going to be at shortstop when this is a going concern, when this thing is really where they want it to be. We don't talk a lot about Moncada, but to this point, are you satisfied with his defense at second base? I think it's better than I thought it would be, Barry. Uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, he has the reputation of having uh, pretty stiff hands. He, he's done pretty well on the double play, uh, makes too many errors of uh, uh, omission. You know, the, the ones where he overthinks it or out, uh, athleticizes the play sometimes. But uh, I think it's better than we thought. I think he can stay there and be a good second baseman. Uh, you know, the, the hit tool is the thing that, you know, at 22, are you going to say he's going to hit 233 the rest of his career? He's not going to get better. I'm I'm not at the point where I can tell you that. I can just tell you that uh, they still believe in his ability. Somebody might come around and be a better second baseman. He might end up at third base at some point. We don't know. Uh, but in reality, uh, there's still belief that he's going to be a, a major contributor. A superstar in Major League Baseball? I don't know. I, I don't think any of us necessarily see that, but he has certainly above-average skills in almost every area. What do the Sox think Covey can be? Well, they're not sure. I mean, you know, you know, the Rule 5, he, he's, he's thrown extremely well. Uh, you know, the last two have been outstanding, and he, he, should, be a, he should be a three or four if uh, he continues on that pace. Uh, again, how strong is your rotation, Joe? That's the question. Can he, can he be a, a three or four in a weak rotation? Can he be a five in a very strong rotation for the White Sox? They project him uh, on this team in two years, I think, right now. He, he's, he is projectable, and he's been fun to watch. He's been very uh, efficient in what he's done as of late, and uh, he's worth watching again. Switching sides of town, Bruce, I was really surprised to hear Joe Madden say that he thinks that uh, Drew Smiley is a possibility sometime this year. Do you think that's realistic? Yeah, Drew Smiley is a starter. A lot of people said, well, you know, he'll come back in August after being out for a year and be a part of the bullpen. Their plan is, uh, you know, he, he, he can be built up as a starter in August, and he can be the guy that instead of trading for somebody because you have a need because of an injury – or if somebody hasn't performed well, he could be that guy that steps up and, you know, experienced major league pitcher with an, you know, a new uh, elbow ligament of getting out there and getting it done for you. So that's what they're hoping for. I mean, that that's what they're looking at with the smiley. And I watched his 25 pitches the other day. You can't get a heck of a lot out of 25 other than the fact that he had good pacing when he wanted to juice it up a little bit, you know, in the last two or three, uh, he threw him really hard and didn't seem to have any wear and tear. So, uh, you know, a month from now, we might be hearing about him, uh, you know, going out and doing uh, longer periods in the minor leagues where he's coming back. And by, by August, maybe he is that guy that helps them, uh, not necessarily out of the bullpen, but as a starter.
I just thought that the timeline seemed a bit optimistic to me, but you, it sure would be a bonus. Sounds like you th- also think that it's a possibility. Well, he's, he's on the mound right now throwing, okay? You Darvish is not. So, you know, when you Darvish comes back, he's going to be starting over. That's how I look at it. He's not starting from May. He's, it's May 23rd, but if he's coming back in July, he's starting spring training over. He's starting first flat ground, then mounds. You know, he's not even close to a mound yet. Uh, not until maybe the end of next week that they determine that. Then he has to go out and do uh, rehab starts after he does side sessions. So we're talking about July for you, Darvish. Uh, again, where will the need be? Where will a guy like um, where where will a guy like uh, Smiley be at at that time uh, yeah. when they need more pitchers? So you you know you're going to need another pitcher. Last year the Cubs had every one of their starting pitchers go on the DL and still managed to win 92 games. Uh, these are the type of guys that you're going to have to have step up and help you. Bruce, it sounds like July to me, based on just reading between the lines what the Cubs are saying. If Montgomery keeps this up, is that going to be a real debate, uh, Chatwood or Montgomery staying in the rotation? I don't, I don't think so because uh, Chatwood. Well, what would you do with Chatwood? You know, with, with his command issues, is he going to go into the bullpen and start a new role where he has to think about going, coming in and not walking people or coming out immediately? I, I don't see him as ever a bullpen guy, you know, because of the command issues. He's got to get it straightened out as a starter. So I, I think he stays that way, and, and he's, he's, he's going to be your, your fifth guy. And, and Montgomery's going to be there to fortify the other guys and be there as your quasi-sixth guy. And if everything go, goes well for the Cubs, they can go into a uh, quasi-six-man rotation toward the end where you start skipping guys a little bit and giving them a little bit more rest as you go into the playoff baseball. Bruce, when – Joe Madden put Chris Bryant at the top of the lineup. What do you think he was trying to accomplish? Not what he said he was trying to accomplish. What do you think he was trying to accomplish? Have the most efficient hitter that day be able to lead off because his skills right now are that of a, of a leadoff man. Okay, It was to get him to relax and understand that you don't have to try to hit a home run here, number one. But number two, more importantly, that day – he was a 400 on-base percentage guy that could hit you some singles, uh, score from first base on a double, steal a base if he had to. And actually, if you think about it, he's their best choice as a leadoff man if everybody else with that very mighty lineup that's uh, full of guys that can slug uh, can drive in runs. So Chris hasn't been driving in runs uh, very much over the last year. If you go back to the beginning of 2017 – He's driven in about 101 runs between that and right now, okay? So if he's not a a big home run hitter and he's not a RBI guy, so to speak, then what is he? He's a lot of different things. He gets on base. He can run. uh, He's a smart guy out there. He's your best leadoff man right now. I don't don't think there's, there's any argument about it. It just doesn't seem to fit in the right box for everybody to look at him and go, oh, we can't have uh, the guy who was the MVP and the rookie of the year who drove in 100 runs a couple of years ago be our leadoff hitter. Why not? He fits best at that role right now, and he can also lead off and hit a home run. So, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why people get freaked out when 
people like myself say, this should be your leadoff man for an extended period of time because he, he filled the role so well, better than anybody else on the team. Steve Ciszek on for the save yesterday. Brandon Morrow did, did not pitch. Is this the plan? You pitch back-to-back days, Brandon Morrow. He pitched Wednesday and Thursday. You're going to get back-to-back days off? I think he was a little fatigued and that they're watching him. And, uh, you know, you don't want to go three days in a row, but I think he did about a week ago. So from that perspective, uh, this is a guy that's been injured through his whole career, Joe, every single year almost during his whole career, except last year uh, he's dealt with arm injuries. You, this is an important guy to protect. And I think the Cubs are out there looking for more relief pitching. You know, there's, there's people out there that are going to be available. If they could uh, put a package together to get a guy like Herrera from Kansas City to fortify the back end of an already very good bullpen uh, with Carl Edwards out now for a little bit of time, um, I think that's where you go. You know, if you have a strength, what do you do? You add to that, and you, you and you are uh, the strongest team in baseball from the sixth inning on. That's how you win world championships. And uh, I think if moral, they have to protect them, and that that's what the mo- what that's what mode they're in right now. Yeah, I agree. They're definitely going to add to the pen. Ciszek uh, is on pace to throw in eighty-two games. How do you think they're going to handle him, uh, especially in the second half? He hasn't pitched in seventy games before. No, I, you're, you're right. I mean, he, he has to be protected because he's so important and he's so good. But you see many managers, outstanding managers, uh, like uh, Bud Black and what he's done with his bullpen over the last two years where he had a closer get tw- a 20 to 25 saves in the first 50 or 60 ball games two years in a row. Look what happened to Howland last year uh, and, and what he is right now compared to what he was then. Look at Davis. I think he's blown the last two out of three after being so efficient uh, in his first 20 saves. Uh, You have to look at your bullpen for the whole year, not just for uh, the first quadrant of it. And if you do, you're going to pay the price. That's why you have to keep protecting your bullpen guys and adding on if you can. Bruce, did you hear something specific about Morrow? I mean, it sounds like... Yeah, Yeah, Joe talked about it. Pardon me? Joe talked about... Joe talked about that there, there might have been a little fatigue, okay. you know, with him. So not an injury. Uh, let's make it clear. Not an injury, but a little fatigue that they're protecting him against. That's worth so, noting, though, because they're usually not that specific. I mean, usually he'll just, right. usually he'll just say, yeah, he, he needed a day. He was ready for yeah. a day. Yeah, so, you know, somebody brought it, said the word fatigue, and Joe didn't argue with that at all when uh, they prefaced their, okay. their question. So. Okay. Uh, that that's where we're at. I think he's available today, but uh, we'll see uh, who ends up going in back there. But it it is worth to note, and it is it is a great question that you guys bring up. Where are we at with Morrow, and how do you protect this very valuable asset they have? Let me toss two more specific names at you. Um, a, a, you mentioned Herrera. How about Brad Hand or Iglesias from Cincinnati? Yeah, it'd be awesome. I, I, you know, Iglesias is like. You know, he's so electric, but you you don't have to trade him. Hand is making more money. Maybe, you know, if they can rob a couple of good young players back. But, you know, again, are, are, the, are the Cubs in a position where they have young pitching where they're comfortable trading back? I mean, San Diego's not going to want anybody necessarily off the big league roster. And, and who would you trade off of the big league roster right now yeah. where you wouldn't be a little bit nervous about making that move? So from that perspective – you have young pitching 
that's coming in the big league in the minor league Cubs, and they do. Uh, are you are you feeling good enough about moving those guys that you've worked so hard to get to the major league for a, a another bullpen guy? But again, you say, well, if it if it helps us win a World Series, maybe it's worth it. And and that's the conundrum. That's where Epstein and Hoyer have to figure it out because they they don't have a lot of uh, they don't have a, a, a lot of young talented trade. They've traded so much. They've done very well in those trades, and it's worked out. But at some point, you just don't have those young guys to trade, or are you comfortable doing it? How's the forecast looking? In and out all day. Right now, uh, the ground screw is uh, you know spreading dirt out there. The tarp is off, so it's dry right now. But you know, forecast is uh, in and out shaky during the day. Uh, the Cubs are confident, though, they're going to get it in. All right. Well, for your sake, Bruce, I hope you're not there till about nine o'clock tonight. But uh, I, yeah, I have no life anyway, Barry. So what's the difference? You're preaching to the choir, pal. We'll talk to yeah. you next week. Thank you, Bruce. All right, guys. Thank you. Take- Score baseball insider Bruce Levine. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse and every Sunday morning on Hit and Run. That's right. I think it's um, a little unusual for a manager to uh, allow for that word to be used. And he didn't pitch Friday either, which made sense after going Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, they did this last week too. I'd have to think back if there was an opportunity. He threw him back-to-back games, and then they sat him for a few days. So I, I, I just wonder if this is going to be the normal scenario moving forward. Okay, if you go back-to-back days because of your history. They did this a little bit with Wade Davis. Um, yeah, a little bit, but not this much. Well, there's good reason to be careful here. After sure. after the way he was abused last year, there's good reason to be careful here. Yeah, and I think well, don't it, worry, Justin Wilson's a closer. So been good lately, by the way. Yes, but every time we say that, something happens. Well, then don't say it. Okay, I said it. it's too late. All right, then same. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. Then. All right, uh, let's take a break, Joe. When we come back, uh, I have a lot of uh, baseball stuff to get to with you. Among them. The best candidates to be traded over the next couple of months. And a conversation we've had many times off the air but have not yet had on the air about what kind of value really is there in dealing some of these big bats, especially when you get closer to the trade deadline. And uh, it's worth it, it's worth talking about, especially in relation to Jose Abreu. So let's do that next It's Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run. Final few minutes of the show today. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner in the bottom of this hour is brought to you by Lakeside Bank. In business, cash management is a key to success, but you're being overcharged on bank fees Lakeside Bank will save you money on cash management. Call Matt at 312-763-6660. Join Lakeside and start saving now. Lakeside Bank, it's about time. Joe, looking at uh, some of the guys who are going to be available outside of the biggest name, which is Manny Machado. Interesting, isn't it, now that the Cubs are, what, 13 over 500? We're not talking about Manny Machado. Haven't heard a word about Manny no. Machado. Well, all, he's also the, not playing in town. 
Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Anyway. Um, bringing signs and stuff. I mean, there there is some pitching help available. There are some really good names like Kelvin Herrera and Brad Hand. As for the starters, there's there's nothing really great out there at this point. Jay Happ is going to draw some interest. Obviously, we've talked about Cole Hamels. But among the bats, like Machado. Luis Fulmer gets dealt. Michael Fulmer. And and then the Archer question. Yeah, the Archer thing, I just don't know. Okay. I just, I just don't know how We've that, been waiting forever, and it's yeah. just. I, and I just don't even know how excited I am about that. At this point, what you're I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of people in baseball who still believe he's coming to the Cubs. I mean, they they've thought that for years and still think that. I just what? Yeah, still yeah. yes. I just don't. Uh, I, I don't, don't see. That. You know, I don't see it, uh, and I'm not even frankly don't know how excited I'd be about that. But yeah. am, among the bats, okay. And yeah, I mean, we definitely have a, a a a starting pitching problem. There will be plenty. Of bullpen help out there, and and I suggest the Cubs begin to do that as fast as they can. But it, but the uh, starting pitching uh, it, right now, it's not a, there's not a nice stable out there. It's not out there. It's one of the re- which is one of the reasons you see Theo do the things that he does. You may not like the things that he does, but one of the reasons he's he does what he does is he's usually a year ahead of when there's going to be a problem finding something. And sure enough. Yeah. You know, from starting on starting in July last year, Quintana, Darvish, Chowick, right? Because yep. he, he he look look what's out there right now. Nothing, nothing out there right now. Anyway, but among the bats, as you look at Machado, and you think about perhaps Jose Abreu, and you know Mike Mustakis, Josh Donaldson. No, thank you. No, but there's there's going to be some bats. Gonna be some catchers out there too. Uh, I don't know if Scooter Jeanette is gonna be dealt, but that's a guy. It's a guy with value. That's a launch angle guy. If if some of these guys do end up being traded, and we all make the assumption that the Machado thing is happening, but this is the Baltimore Orioles. Let me tell you something. Right. You should make no assumptions about what the Baltimore Orioles are gonna do because that is one messed up organization. But let's just assume the the very best bat on the market, and by far one of the great players in all of baseball, gets out. What do you think we're talking about? You went back and looked recently at some of the biggest bats ever traded at the trade deadline and the various successes that they had and the various hauls, or lack thereof, that teams got in return. Yeah, I wrote about this on 670thescore.com a couple of weeks ago. After the show, we'll uh, tweet out the link, at Joe0670. But the criteria that, that I put out there that I was looking for, position player in their 20s, a rental. What did it really cost? Because all sorts of scenarios have been thrown out. Well, if you trade for Machado, you're going to have to give up X. And people just throwing out crazy stuff, you know, whether it's Schwarber or all, all the other sort of things that we were hearing about. And I, I went back. One way back, one about 10 years ago. Was Carlos Beltran the best bat ever dealt at the deadline? I think so. I think so. Beltran was one of my three that I he came up with. He was also, what, 25, 26 at 27. He was 27. He was 27. So Beltran from I the— I thought he was 26 during the World Series that year. Did they make it to the World Series or during the playoffs? 
Yeah, they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, he's I I had him marked down as twenty seven. Okay, that, that was a th- okay. That was a three. That's still young. That's still young for a for a for a top player in his prime. This is what Beltran was or cost. It was a three team deal. Houston gave up Octavio Dotel and catching prospect John Buck, and Beltran in ninety games was a four and a half win player for the Astros. Say that again. In ninety games. Ninety games. He led the Astros to the wild card game, four and a half win player. He hit <laughs> wild card it, series in the wild pl- card wild card series in the playoffs. He hit eight home runs, <laughs> and they were knocked out by the Cardinals in the NLCS. And then he left to go to the Mets for seven years, one hundred nineteen million dollars in the offseason. The other two I came up with. The most recent one was ten years ago. Mark Teixeira traded from the Braves to the Angels. He was also 27. Uh, Teixeira was dealt for Casey Kochman and pitching prospect Stephen Merrick. 54 games only. His slash line was 358, 449 on base, slug 632. Oh, my. A war in 54 games of 3.7. Wow. And it, so then he left and got his eight for 180 with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And then the one I went way back for, which actually surprised me when I looked at the numbers, went back to 1983. Uh, Keith Hernandez had an expiring Keith deal. Keith Hernandez? Whitey Herzog's like, get this guy out of here. We don't want him. He goes from the Cardinals to the Mets. And that was on June 15th of that year. He was 25. Okay? Oh, my. They did not make the playoffs, but he Correct. had a, but he had a really good rest of that year, didn't he? He resigned with the Mets, obviously. Yeah. Um, he in ninety five games he had a WAR of four point four. Woo! He hit three oh six on base, four twenty four. In over half the season. Yeah, they had ninety four losses that year, but then he signed five years for eight point four million at the time, one of the biggest contracts in baseball. Eighty four, they almost chased down the Cubs. And then, of course, you know all about uh, 85 yep. and 86. 86. Mm. And Seinfeld. Keith Hernandez. Do you, would you say of the three, Beltran was the best? Uh, for that season, yeah. A lot of people, um, the reaction I got, they wanted to bring up Piazza, but he was, just, he was about 30. So then I, I stayed away from him. But you don't see this a lot, is the point. And looking back, and I know the game has changed a lot in a decade, but looking back, they didn't give up a haul. None of those teams gave up a haul. Yeah, those were some pretty good names at the time, but that just goes to show you that, you know, the the names that are traded in these packages always sound good and don't always turn out good, which is why... When you look at everything that the Yankees got for those players that they traded two years ago at the deadline, and you add it up now, it all looks very, very good. You look at everything that the White Sox have received in return for the guys that they dealt, although two of them starting pitchers, with incredible control and very team-friendly contracts, very different situations. Completely different. Um also seem to have gotten big hauls in return. But again, you just 
you know, that's the thing about prospects. That's why you collect as many as you can. Yeah, at the time, at the time, Casey Kotsman probably looked a lot better, mm-hmm. you know? It's the way it usually goes. Um, well, all right, so when you add all those things up, what what is that? Is that does that serve as um, as something of a forecast for what will happen with Manny Machado in any way? Or is it just so everything's so different now? Well, remember a year ago, Detroit was crushed. Avila was crushed for the trade that he made with Arizona with J.D. Martinez. And we know J.D. Martinez was great in the second half, and he, and he helped carry that Arizona offense in Chase Field. But many thought the Tigers would get a lot more for the premier bat on the market than they did. I think in our mind, because we haven't experienced it, we're expecting the Orioles to get a lot more for two to three months of Manny Machado than they're really going to get. Just look at the Sox series. Okay, everybody made a big deal about it. You get all the attention. You had a home run off of Hector Santiago. Great. We're talking about Manny Machado nonstop. Nobody said anything about the next two nights when he went 0-4 against White Sox pitching. And that can easily happen, a short series in the playoffs. You can have a premier bat go 1-12. for And what did you get in the end? And then he leaves town. And then he's gone. Then Then he's going to New York or the north side of the city, wherever. What if you're in a coin flip game? Could be the case. But you don't even make it. They should have made that deal last July. Remember we talked about it? Yep. So if you're going to do it, you better do it now. Because you're not going to get him signed, and his value is now, right now. How do the Indians feel now? See, we know the Cubs. It's fine with Torres because you got your championship, but how do the Indians feel about the Andrew Miller trade now? Was getting there enough? Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. And how close were the Cubs to not winning? <laughs> Woo. Woo. Then they'd be staring then at How do Gl- you feel about Gleyber st- right now? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. staring at Gleyber Torres. You need a homer again last night. you see that? Their yeah, comeback? He, yep. He's something else. Uh, Joe, guess what? Out of time. We're out of time. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to get to, which, as usual, we didn't. But we'll save it. We'll get to it next week. Some of it is timeless, much like this program. Uh, it's time for thank yous. Eli Hershkovich, great job producing as always. Thanks to our guests, Bruce Levine and Nick Hostetler. Thanks for calling. Thanks for texting. Most of all, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you spending some of your Sunday with us. Stay tuned now for the Cubs pregame show starring Zach Saban and featuring Joe Madden, Jim Hickey, Len Casper, and Ron Coomer. Then it's Cubs baseball with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer right here on the radio home of the Chicago Cubs. Steve Nova and Kyle Hendricks, have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody. Hasta la vista, baby! I carpool with McGowan to the ballpark in the morning. McGowan! Are you kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses! So long, everybody. Let me hear your thoughts on that for charity. Go ahead. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.